0: Okay, thank you, everyone, for joining me today. And today, I I will talk about some interesting um, news that I found today. And the first one is in AR, AR, ARSTechTechnica.com. ARS, dot com. So a r s technica. Oh yeah. So yeah. And the topic, the title is called. Uh, neutral Implement, lets paralyzed person type by imagining writing. So, which is very interesting. Um, uh, this article is written by John Timmer. Um, it's uh, pretty much a paralyzed individual hits 90 characters per minute. 99% accurate. So how it works. Pretty much, it's kind of like uh, same as Elon Musk's Neuralink, right? Uh, it's like has been making webs on uh, the technology side of neural in, implements. Uh, but um, how how this how how every like how the device work is pretty much you know like insert when I see the image, it's like kind of like putting a device into your brain, right? And just directly um, kind of like detect all the uh, electrode uh, inside and make whatever you imagine, like your dream, your dreaming becomes the doing, like dreaming is doing right now. So uh, they have some, you know, some experimental stuff. They put, you know, a headset on top of a person and paralyzed the person's head. And pretty much, um, you know, like, um, make your intention a decision and make it transmitted to your motor cortex and that will translate into uh, action. So yeah, so it's total, like it becomes brain machine interface directly. So yeah, so specifically the researchers place two implements in the promoter cortex of a, a paralyzed person. So pretty much they have two uh, implements uh, inside someone's cortex in inside the brain of a paralyzed person, and this area is thought to be involved in the forming of intentions to perform movements. Uh, catching and by catching those intentions is much more likely to produce a clear signal uh, that catching the movements themselves. So yeah, so by doing that, these signals will go directly to the computer. So, uh, if the person wants to type something, so uh, yeah, so the interface needs to mimic more like handwriting or hand typing. So, the person, like, they let the person imagine there's a cursor or there's a you know, keyboard or, you know, like, um, yeah, and they need to move the cursor to hit each, you know, the interface. Uh, the, the keyboard on the uh, on the screen, so yeah, and it's ninety nine percent accurate. The person can uh, type ninety characters uh, in one minute. So yeah, so if you can see the video, it's very amazing that uh, transfer your intentions to actions just by you know uh, collecting or like um, detecting the uh, extra extra dots. Um, yeah, and uh, implement into the computer. So yeah, so I think this is, uh, um, yeah, uh, a phenomena, uh, yeah, like stuff and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, when I see this, I was like, wow, this is very, very cool. But the thing is that you need to draw two little holes and uh, directly insert to your brain. Maybe in the future, you know, you can just wear something without, you know, implementation. Yeah, okay, so Ellen, do you have any thoughts for this?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a couple, I guess, uh, videos in the, in the past where they're, they're starting to experiment with, um, uh, like you said, not even having to put, uh, you know, holes in the head, but just put a device on the back of your head that allows you to make decisions just based off of what you think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's another one of those technologies that, and that, that I think until you get a chance to try it, you know, it's really hard to understand like what it does because to me, you know, being able to select something with my hands or a mouse or even in the virtual world kind of still makes a lot of sense. But to be able to just think about something and have it—I I don't know how that translates, um, you know, to this type of technology. So I know I think a lot about you know certain things, but to be able to actually control something with your brain as opposed to eye movement or physical gestures um, still seems a little. Strange to, to me, but um, but what, what I do know is that the technology is is going really quickly. So there's been a lot of development over the last couple of years uh, in this area, as well as uh, exoskeleton suits and devices that allow paralyzed people to be able to utilize you know the, those things for for movement. So um, so yeah, I can I envision in the very near future the ability to have a, a paralyzed person just use these types of devices to control not only, you know, movement, but also, uh, you know, things around them, virtual uh, information as well. So, um, so it's definitely, you know, really exciting and I'm I'm hoping to, you know, see more of it in the future.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think this is definitely uh, before I thought like, wow, how how can you transfer, you know, like the, the signal inside your brain into, you know, like, into a language that computer can read. But now it seems like everything is happening. I, I just think, yeah, I mean, it's a mysterious box, but you know, I like, still, yeah, very, very cool. Okay, so yeah, so uh, next news is, um, yeah. Let me, oh, okay, so uh, before we talked about NFT, right? And now um, there, there are some very cool stuff uh, in NFT. So it's in ledgerinsights.com, ledgerinsights.com. And uh, this, um, this article is written by Ledger Insights. Uh, the title is called The Vision Behind Palm, P-A-L-M, P-A-L-M. NFTs are the record, uh, the record collections of the future. So yeah, so pretty much uh, in late March, uh, Consens, uh, a, a company called C O N S E N C S Y S, yeah, revealed a soon to launch Palm both an um, NFT blockchain protocol and Pong NFT studio. Um, yeah, so pretty much, this use. Um, uh, um, the, um, I would say, when I take a look of P A L M dot if you wanna see uh, this company, it is a new NFT ecosystem for cultural and uh, creativity built efficiently with e- 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 Ethereum. Yeah, so um, the difference between this, I think before I worked on a project which was kind of like you know the the founder of ethereum kind of found that project and that was uh, entertainment live streaming video uh project and code breaker um i think uh for for that project the founder of ethereum wants to use uh, blockchain to you know put inside different fields and uh, his first goal is to use blockchain um the inter entertainment system. So yeah, so, uh, you know, so every time when, uh, you know, something is played um, for, uh, for the artists, they can, uh, you know, collect some, you know, um, 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 you know, monies or some reverse just by blockchain uh, technology to ensure that uh, artists can get paid every time, uh, you know, their work got, got, got played or got watched. So, yeah, so I think the founder of Ethereum really love to, you know, to support uh, the cultural and creativity. The, the really good thing about it is it is scalable and sustainable, right? And then, yeah, and it's definitely decentral- uh, decentralized. So it's definitely, you know, um, promoting the creativity. And it's also energy efficient. I think this one is a really big thing because Elon Musk kind of like dropped bitcoins on the Tesla website because he thought that oh, you know, uh, it's too much of energy to generate, you know, um, bitcoin. So that's why he dropped. But I think Ethereum, like you know, the founder is really smart. He catch it and he. Th- he he is using like ninety nine percent more e- energy efficient and uh, proof of work based blockchain networks. Uh, to be honest with you, I still don't know how this works. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like they they, they figure out a way to do ninety nine percent more e- uh, energy efficient for for this uh, for this system. And low gas shared growth. So, uh, creators using this Poem ecosystem will benefit from super low gas fees, and the Poem ecosystem will reward both creators and participants. I think the idea is really, really, um, really good. I really like blockchain's idea. It's decentralized, right? And the money, you know, going, you know, really well. Uh, you know, uh, without being charged by, you know, third party or something, right, like a bank, right. But uh, there are some problems because, yeah, there is no, uh, you know, rules or laws and it's hard to, you know, really control it. So how to find out a way to, you know, to make all the system works. I still don't really know about uh, cryptocurrency, but I think the vision is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. So this is the the, the new system, and uh, um, they they kind of like uh, trying to make it uh, more. I would say very very, uh, you know, like the uh, energy efficient, and also uh, they can help. Uh, you know, you know, benefit both creators and also the 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 viewer or audience. So yeah. So um any thoughts for for the news uh, ellen
1: yeah not, not a lot i still find the uh blockchain technology a bit a bit uh confusing uh, I do. I do know I have a project coming up where they want to utilize some blockchain technology. So maybe I'll get a chance to uh, to learn more about it. But um, no, I think I think the the problem is it's it's such a uh, unique uh, technology, uh, and, I, and I think a useful one in a lot of cases. But I think the the issue is that you know it's not a technology that's easy to compare to previous technologies. In in my view, it's not like we're taking something we've done for years and years and just making it better. Um, to, to me, it's something I'm trying to compare to something else that I understand, but, it, but it's hard to do that with this technology. That's why I think there's a big mystery about how it works and things like that. So uh, so yeah, just trying to get to understand it better. Um, and yeah, I mean, this usefulness, I mean, I, I see you know, in the areas of finance and the areas of um, gamification, you know, I mean, there's a lot of areas that it could be utilized uh, pretty uniquely, but, um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I have to kind of,
0: I guess, wait for it to develop and, and find out more about it. So. Yes, yes, yeah, same here. I still don't understand. I remember a long time ago, I got a project related to blockchain. So I bought, you know, I literally listened to at least like a five to six audio book related to blockchain, cryptocurrency, and all the stuff, all the topics, I just bought it, and I listened, and I still don't understand, and even though I, I invite one of the industry leaders in blockchain to to my event, and for some, you know, like learning some something from her, but I still don't get it, and yeah, just like you said, there's nothing, it's kind of like a totally a new thing, so there's nothing to compare, and it seems like they are trying to solve a problem, but that why will cause some problems as well. So it's not fully resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, but the vision is great. I, I mean, I, I really like the vision, but maybe it's similar to, you know, um, something like, um, you know, like right now, China, right? China is using. Um, I don't know, sociology or something, you know, like capitalism and another one is like, everything is for people, right? But at the end, it becomes another extreme, right? So I think the original idea for, for Russian and uh, for China is like, oh, we, we kind of let people to, you know, do everything and kind of fight capitalism. But at the end, it go another extreme and become something that is even worse. So, yeah, so for me, I'm thinking about, yeah, it's very good, but you know, who can control this? Maybe, you know, the Takum, right? Always the the most powerful or, you know, people they can always control. And imagine if they control this, that's even worse, right? You see like the money, it can be controlled by the market, right? Something at least, something uh, controllable, something. Uh, inside it, but you see cryptocurrency. Uh, Elon Musk just say, oh, uh, I'm not going to use da-da-da-da and everything drop. Yeah, so yeah. you see like still being manipulated by other people, it's still not really fair for me. Yeah. Well, that's the, the mystery, especially with uh, yeah, the cryptocurrency is like what actually dictates its value and you know, it makes me nervous that just one person can tweet
1: something, and, yeah. then, and all of a sudden the value increases or decreases. That's still kind of strange. Um, how oh, that happens in regular business as well, but uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those strange places that it's, I think time is going to have to go by a little bit further before mm. more people understand how that fits in. And and like you said, they, you know, the governments get a little nervous when they start losing control over how things work as well so mm. it's going to be a hard ride but uh, but yeah I, I don't think i think certain technologies when they function properly it's hard for people to stop them mm. you know you can it as much as you want but if,
0: if it's successful it's gonna just happen so you have to work around it <laughs> yeah and I, I i like the concept of you know saving the energy that's great right like yeah. blockchain and especially privacy, I really think that we, you, you see like today I listened to um, some podcasts, it seems like Google is doing the privacy issue and trying to, uh, you know, lock it or make it better. And Apple just announced in their meeting, uh, like a uh, developer conference. And it seems like uh, iOS 15, well, uh, you know, they, they will integrate some, um, you know, the, the privacy issues and make it even better and reduce the fee before it's like a 30% to upload the the apps, right, to to Apple store. But right now they cut to 15%. So, yeah, so I think the uh, the privacy issues will be a big stuff in the future, right? And then I think blockchain is really good, but cryptocurrency, I mean, blockchain and cryptocurrency, I think those are kind of one thing, but I think it's two things, one is kind of you know, a money thing. Another one is just a technology to secure the, the information. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Yeah, the, te- the technology is tied together there, but they're kind of technically two different things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as blockchain goes, the, the ability to tie it into other types of interactions is interesting. But obviously finance has been the big one that people are paying attention to, but yeah, being able to kind of control things on a smaller you know, level or more individualized level, um, it is is pretty interesting, and and, it's, and I, I find it interesting you know, how you start to use the blockchain technologies in other places, you know, arts and and like you said before, they were looking at using it for software to be able to keep uh, pirating of software, you know, software, uh, you know and try to eliminate that by using blockchain technology within it as well. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of areas that it makes a lot of sense, but but again, you know, there's still that mystery. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, Elon Musk. Uh, it's funny to me that he, he came out and said, well, I'm not going to take Bitcoin because uh, it's, you know, the efficiency of how it's created is not yeah. there. But, yeah. but he's the guy that solves the problems, right? So yeah. I would have thought that he would have, you know, taken the opportunity to, to suggest how people could make it more efficient or, you know, try to figure out a way to make, uh, you know, That that technology a little more energy efficient uh, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, you know, we're not going to deal with it." Uh, But you know, he's not in the uh, crypto business, but you would have thought that he'd have better suggestions than just dropping it completely. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think um, uh, I'm still looking at the news, but it seems like he he is going to do something to make sure that dodgy right. He's all into uh, that, that, that hilarious stuff. I think he is just trying, I don't know, he is a marketing genius. He know how to create buzz, right? Yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of, I, I I can definitely think he is a genius in both marketing business and also, you know, um, science or something, like yeah. he has the vision. Not necessarily he can you know actually execute it, but, he is definitely has the vision and he can, you know, create buzz. This is absolutely, I think he's genius. Yeah, and it seems like he's, yeah, he's going to create the power, you know, like a power plan for people to mine dodgy. I don't know, like I I, I watch somewhere, um, uh, I, I read somewhere, and uh, yeah, he he is going to create something like eco-friendly just for for dodgy miners.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't heard that, but that, that makes sense. Uh, it's like that's uh, the beauty of uh, Elon Musk is um, kind of you know taking the impossible and making it possible. So yeah. you know what's neat about him and just the technology in general is that you he's taking at least two or three uh, kind of businesses that people said would be impossible to to do, and he's turned it into something that's just happening on a daily basis almost now. So. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's neat to see that because then you realize that your crazy ideas are maybe not so crazy. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, maybe it's the same thing with the crypto you know, currency. It's like, if that's a problem, then fix it and, you know, make mm-hmm. it work. So.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, I, I just type uh, some keywords and it seems like Elon Musk tweets. Yeah, because, I don't know, everything from the Twitter, uh, he yeah. said that working with Doji, Uh, dodgy uh, devs to improve system transactions efficiently potentially uh, potentially promising so it seems like he is working with the you know the uh, dodgy um, the the developers uh, and trying to make them you know more efficient energy efficient because I think what's good about Elon Musk is that he is trying to solve the problem. He is not just like, oh, this doesn't work and not really figure it out. Yeah, and he is, yeah, and I think, you know, like without government interfere, all the, you know, financial stuff, people own more power, right? So yeah, but another way is that what if it's not doing well or something that maybe will become Russian or mainland China, like, you know, government have, absolutely power before I think the socialism or you know those types of uh, theories kind of want people to get you know most power but you know sometimes if you play something a little bit things just go to the opposite so yeah Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's kind of weird because in the past the government had so much control over like uh, NASA, for example, like mm. everything happened, especially with the space exploration. Yeah. It was all very much kind of government based, but now mm. you're seeing a lot more private uh, industry kind of, uh, you know, doing these types of things. So I think that's great, again, again for the competition. Mm. It's all about competition to me. It's like the more you have, the better things get, because you know people will try to innovate more, and you know that's just the way that it kind of works. So, uh, to me, that makes a lot of sense that, that it works that way. But, uh, but again, yeah, with with Elon, you know, Musk, it's like you have to kind of prove that these things are possible. He he does that, which is really unique.
0: So. Mm, yeah, and I, I, I think that yeah, this is how uh, the society grows, and uh, yeah, I I I, I think maybe something will go somewhere. You see, like before we think oh, self-driving car is not really possible, but you see like 5G, right? And you see like something really works and you start believing it, right? So I think, yeah, so maybe, you know, dodgy or, you know, like the cryptocurrency can become the mainstream, who knows? But uh, maybe the law, yeah, you see like Facebook, right now people start focusing on. or learning more privacy issues because of Facebook, right? Facebook is pretty much break all the rules and be the pioneer of uh, doing a lot of, you know, social media stuff, even though people are still concerning. But I mean, it kind of forced, you know, the, the law or the lawmakers or the government to start focusing on the issue of privacy, right? So, yeah, so maybe when the technology is running so fast and all the, you know, the people in the Congress or the government need to start study what's cryptocurrency. It's like forcing them to
1: to make it. I don't know if you'd mentioned it, but uh, also speaking of privacy, I I thought I heard a report about Amazon um, updating their Alexa's to create a private mesh oh um technology which which i think you have to go in and um or a public mesh uh technology but i think you have to go in and disable it like the next update they're going to enable that feature which kind of creates a mesh between the different devices um and it's uh it just it I guess privacy-wise, it's kind of scary, but you have to actually physically go in and turn that feature off. So um, I was trying to learn more about what that was, but it seemed like it was a pretty big step uh, over the line for privacy reasons to uh, mm. me. But maybe, yeah, maybe we can learn more about that and talk
0: about it later. Yeah, yeah, because this is a very interesting issues because I know in the future, everyone becomes data, right? We becomes yeah. like, and data becomes so valuable, right? everyone's data behaviors becomes like extremely valuable. So how can you protect your data or your behavior? Yeah. yeah, so,
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's even the hidden data because if you think about you know some of these smart speakers like Alexa and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. if they're even if they're listening to you on a daily basis and just wow. gathering keywords that right. you're using throughout the day, even if that they're not tagging you personally with that they're still collecting that data to then use for marketing reasons, which I, you know, I, I kind of on the fine line of whether I agree or disagree with that. I, I think it's not a, a huge deal, but I, I still I don't like being marketed to. I, I don't I have a kind of a problem with that. So, so yeah, when you when you know that they're taking that type of information, using it for for you know, business purposes. I, I think, yeah, you know, maybe there's a problem there too. But, but yeah, there's a lot of things you do just the way that you navigate a website, or just some of these other technologies that they're still gathering data that you don't even know is being
0: used. So it's, uh, yeah, a little concerning sometimes. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I think this this is a very interesting uh, area that um, we haven't explored, and we probably our brain is just get used to accept the, the government or authority or bank those types of system we grow with that right now if we kind of you know take all those out then people start thinking about then who can control something then right and what if people use that to do the bad things and there's no regulations or law to 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 you know to to stop them so yeah so there might be you know because of the technology so the raw and the regulation will change. Just, just make sure it, you know, because right now it's too pioneer. So, no, <laughs> nobody knows how to control that, and people kind of scare. And there's nothing to compare, right? So yeah, so very interesting. Yeah, okay. So the third news is Facebook's Spark AR platform expands to video calling with multi-peer uh, API. So pretty much if yeah, because uh, before I, I kind of uh, play around Spark AR, it's very interesting. You download Spark AR, um, kind of like the software uh, uh, on Facebook or some somewhere Spark AR Studio, and then I download it and pretty much it allows you to publish a simple AR lens on Facebook or Instagram. Before, like long time ago, I would say two years ago, I I only did. you can only choose one, but I don't know right now, maybe you can have both. Uh, The thing about it, the good thing about it is that you pop it one time, right? And you can reuse it. It's not like, unlike a lot of marketing, uh, uh, you know, if you put an ad on Facebook, once you click, uh, Facebook will charge you, you know, a certain amount of money. But for this, when I was using it, it seems like Everything is free right now, but I don't know in the future, right? So you can um, uh, put there forever and people just keep clicking and keep trying the the lens. And um, I know some of my friends, they accumulate a few million views. I haven't got that much, like many views, but it you see, like, you, you know how to do a simple lens and it stays with you, with the brand forever. And it kind of, like, as interaction about it. And when doing it, it's pretty simple. You can use 2D stuff and simple 3D. And I think it ties to Sketchfab. So you can kind of directly, you know, like click, click the library inside uh, Sketchfab so you can drag and drop. So everything that make everything really simple. So um, yeah, so, and then once you finish it, it's published on, on Facebook and or Instagram. So you have already had a lot of audience support. So uh, a lot of marketers, they uh, uh, two years ago they were uh, trying to you know um, do 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 a lot of uh, AR campaign on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And right now they are supporting the you know the the platform for um, you know call. And also you can make some small games in your video calls. So yeah, so I think this is kind of like a really interesting, right now we can see all the platforms, they are kind of mingled together before you can only, you know, talk for the video call. Right now, there are some games uh, involved and uh, I think they have another, um, you know, program which collect their best creators and Spark AR creators and mingle with them. And then start, you know, doing a lot of really interesting um, brainstorming and make it like a multi, um, you know, multi-user and multi-platform AR stuff. Oh, yeah. And the news, this news is um, TechCrunch.com. The title is called Facebook's Spark AR platform expands to video calling with multi, uh, multi-peer uh, API. And this article is written by Amanda uh, S. Yeah. Okay. So any thoughts for the, the
1: news, Ellen? Yeah this is, a, this is an interesting subject for me because um, I, I've been in the AR business for, for a long, long time and I've always tried to stay on what I consider the most useful aspects of AR VR XR, uh, which is you know how to use it in business, how to use it for like the industrial applications, you know like all these very useful things. And, and typically what happens when I tell my, my friends what I do, they go, "Oh, you work on that Pokemon Go stuff or you work on you know the Instagram stuff or I could put a mustache on my face or special you know things And that's so much fun and we have a great time with it And I go, no, that's not what I do. <laughs> and so, you know it, it's more useful than that. And, and, and to me, you know on, on one side that that irritates me because I'm like, there's so much more you can do with this technology, not just that stuff and but on the other hand, I love the fact that it's being utilized in in that that way. I mean, it's it's making it more popular, obviously, and it it is useful uh, now that companies are starting to use it for branding and like for example, you know, wearing glasses on your face or interacting with brands in that matter. So you know, there's definitely a retail application there. I know that some of the makeup companies are using it to apply makeup and see what you would look like before and after, uh, which is awesome, you know, I love it. But it just, you know, I just tend to be on the other side of that whole topic. And, um, you know, it's hard for me sometimes, I think some of the applications are a little more silly. And, you know, so so yeah, I mean, I've I worked with Spark in the past just to see how, you know, it would work and some of the things you can do with it. but that's not that's necessarily where I, I specialize in, in you know what I do so uh, so yeah it's it's still a tough topic for me to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I think this is definitely a really good um, I mean the for, for the uh, public or more like consumers for them to you know have some fun because I mean enterprise it's great I mean I oh oh sorry yeah I, I, I thought I, I just keep talking to myself yeah, I think uh, enterprise is very cool because I mean, it solves the real problem, right? And it, it, it matters, right? And uh, yeah, I think all the enterprise that is really useful. And as for uh, branding and marketing, uh, as far as I know, because I've been doing branding and marketing after graduate from our center as a graphic designer. And then we I, I know like every day I have to do you know newsletter, right? and do some A-B testing websites, right? As um, companies has the product, right? Um, at, at the end, they wanna sell, right? And I heard that there's a, a, a sentences when, uh, when I like in my, um, in my first work, everyone just said that sales is the blood of the company. Without sales, right? There's no money come in and there's yeah the company couldn't survive without sales so yeah so i start realize that wow um yeah in order for a person or even a company to survive sales is so important because it brings generate money and the normal customers um in order to sell it's i i mean sales is a hard job because before i was yeah like i, I think like a few years ago i got a chance to work as a sales rep in in Sims Club for a few months, just between jobs and jobs, project and projects. And I I told myself, yeah, that's fine. If there's any stuff, then I would love to do. So I was selling massagers, right? And uh, yeah, and I mean, I got rejections at least 200 to 300 per day. Yeah, and it's not easy. So. I mean, this can definitely, you know, like make people have fun, right? And they want to interact more because when a sales just want to sell stuff to you and people really don't like sales, too salesy or, you know, like, oh, something too dry, they just walk away. But if there is something that kind of, you know, ease the tension, because when people look at the sales, they just like, oh, you are trying to get the money out of my pocket, right? So I think this is kind of like a, Home or like something that make people want to join and then it feels like less salesy but <laughs> make people kind of stay within the brain so it's kind of like I would say a little bit um, you know like um, make selling a little fun so yeah but
1: well, certainly yeah like gamification I, I think it would fall into that category kind of um you know, getting you in, you know, having fun with the product and, and mm-hmm. also potentially learning more about it. And yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, feeling easier about uh, buying it. So uh, it definitely works, that's for sure. It's, it's shown to be very successful. But, yeah, you know, it's,
0: Yeah. I remember like two or three years ago, I download uh, Walmart uh, AR app uh, for Christmas because I, I look at the news. I saw Walmart just launched an AR lens and it allows uh, the customer to use in Walmart store or uh, at house. So I, I, I did it in my room. And then the fun thing is that, um, cause you know, like nobody really likes to do anything related to Walmart in their free time, right? Who will download Walmart and browsing their app, um, you know, during Christmas or unless you wanna buy something. But if you don't wanna buy something, why there's no point of me open the Walmart app, right? So I open it and I saw some really interesting game, which is I swore a snowball to a tiger, and that is a, a branding. I, I remember there was a cookie, and the you know the main character of that fun cookie is there's a tiger, and I was trying to you know like throw uh, snowballs to to I don't know that tiger or help. Of the tiger to get rid of the bad people right and I was throwing and at the end I had a photo with that tiger and then I got a coupon of that package yeah of that cookie so yeah so uh, before I didn't even realize that there's that types of cookie there but after having fun with that tiger I start knowing the um, you know the brain more so I think uh, gamification can definitely, you know, uh, help me to know more about the brain. And also because I have fun with it, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like more, you know, emotional connected with the brain. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and I can imagine too, um, uh, when we start using the wearables more often, when that becomes more mainstream, that's going to introduce a more potential into that type of interaction gamifying the retail experience because right now you know even even for me you know in, in the previous startup that I was at with uh, that specialized AR one of our verticals was was retail and and what I realized is as much as I love the technology there was still a process for me to take out my phone download the app and in the store interact with products mm-hmm. so I still think there's you know, there's that you know when i go to the store i just want to get what i want to get and then leave but, but um but you know i think with the glasses you know as soon as i have it right in front of me mm. and it's just available all the time and i can kind of you know interact with things on that level i think it'll change a lot the way that we kind of interact with the uh, you know with, with retail environments um, mm. in that case but uh, still a lot of obstacles i think in the way as well yeah
0: yeah yeah Totally agree. I think, yeah, still, yeah, I I, I can see this um, AR, VR, XR integrate with a lot of different like neuroscience or like NFT and also retail. Like it can mingle every experience or every field. I'm really happy to see, yeah, everything just start flourishing. I think right now, just because of COVID, yeah cool cool yeah thank you for joining me today and thank you alan for joining me today and uh um, i will see you tomorrow bye 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 okay thank you bye bye